Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Almost live from the trenches of New York City, here are your middle-aged warriors, Chris Cimino and Rick Summers. Hi, this is Rick Summers. And I'm Chris Cimino here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hey, welcome to our show, The Middle-Aged Warriors. Thanks for joining us. Well, here we are, our maiden voyage. Welcome to The Middle-Aged Warriors. We come without armor or physical weapons, but we come with experience. Yeah, the inevitable experience that if you live long enough, middle age is going to kick you right in the you-know-where just when you least expect it. Our show's called The Middle-Aged Warriors because... Well, that's what we are, and we have a feeling that there are many more of you out there. Some of us suffer in silence, some of us are still in shock, and some of us have recovered and moved on to bigger and better things. And this is a show intended to be the voice, really, of all of those and more. So, Rick, why don't you jump in right now and uh, tell everybody a little bit how you got to this point. I'm not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I, but... I think that just getting older and pulling my head out of the sand and asking questions that I probably should have asked a long time ago during the course of my life has made me more introspective and curious as to where we are, where we're going, how did we get here, and why. That why is a big one, by the way. Well, why is always, it's an eternal why, but uh, for us in this particular case, you know, the name of the podcast is The Middle-Aged Warriors, and it was a name that I had kind of come up with, and when I mentioned warriors, you had a little bit of recoil uh, at first, and let's talk about that, because a warrior really has a, a different connotation, perhaps, than what we're really talking about here. Well, I think of warriors as the men and women who are going off to war mm -hmm. that we see on the news all the time. I think those are really warriors, and I feel at times sheepish using that term and then when I boil it down and I said this to you off air before you know they're big W warriors we're little W warriors <laughs> very little <laughs> but that little W still carries a lot of weight sure. because every day we fight battles whatever they may be just to pull our asses out of bed mm -hmm. and live our lives and in that sense, yes, we are all warriors, and we are now middle-aged, hence the name of our show. Yes, and confronted with different battles. But, I, you know, we did want to make a point, I certainly want to make a point, that not to diminish what our young men and women do in securing this country and protecting us, this in no way is, is trying to diminish that. Absolutely. It's just, you know, the sense of warrior just means going to battle, and every day is a battle. And when you hit middle-aged... I think what happens, there are new battles suddenly that we're confronted with, and a lot of these battles are like these holy crap moments, like, I did not see this coming. And, you know, we've talked about that other issue, too. You know, sometimes you can see the handwriting on the wall. Uh, as you like to say, it's one thing you can see it, it's another thing if you can read it um, before it happens. But a lot of the things that happened to us at middle age really were not prepared for. We weren't even thinking. It, it, it's, you, you know, we can get derailed from so many different directions. It could be, you know, loss of a job, loss of parents, loss of a spouse, loss of a partner, uh, friends, illnesses that can happen to you personally that you didn't plan on happening. So, you know, a lot of these issues are personal, I think, to both of us, but 
probably to a lot of people who are at middle age right now. You know, I'm thinking there's a, a penalty in football called piling on. <laughs> and that's... I know, you know that one. Yeah. And as you mentioned, that that laundry list of losses, it's like, wow, that's piling on. And yeah. any one loss at a time is hard to deal with. But then when you start to deal with multiple losses at the same time. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, there was a there was a period in my life of about five years where I dealt with the loss of my dad to cancer. My son had a battle with cancer and my wife ended up being diagnosed with a cancer that eventually took her life as well. And I have to tell you, up until that point, man, I was rolling along in some fairy tale bubble. I was, uh, I had the job I wanted. I was an on-air meteorologist, WNBC. I grew up in New York as a weather geek. Here was the opportunity to do this on the air, a job that lasted 24 years. I had two beautiful kids, nice house in the suburbs, the whole nine yards, and then boom. It, boom. You know, boom. It, I mean, it came, and it came again with another wave. It was like I was being carpet bombed. But a lot of people out there, and particularly once you hit your 40s and 50s, it sort of that's when that process begins. I was talking earlier about how you spend your early years gathering and growing right. and filling up the sphere of your life with a good job and a, and a partner and a family and all of these and friends. And then as you hit middle age, usually little pieces start being taken away a little at a time, sometimes a lot at a time. Right. And I think that we all fight these battles on so many different levels, but in different ways every day. And whether it's job loss, loss of a parent, loss of a spouse, divorce, it does pile up on us, and if we don't deal with it, I think the ultimately... I used to have a, a really good analogy. My marriage that crashed and burned 20 years ago, I used to say, we're like a boat traveling on the water, and barnacles... You know barnacles are, right? Oh, I know those barnacles. Barnacles attach themselves to the boat, and unless you chip those barnacles off, <laughs> sooner or later, you have so many barnacles that attach to the hull of the ship that it starts to pull the nose of the ship down under the water level, and all of a sudden you're, now you're taking on water, and it may be too late to start right. bailing like a, a maniac. Right. You find yourself calling a lawyer is usually what happens <laughs> when there are too many barnacles. But those barnacles are basically all those, those moments of whether they're arguments, fights, things you feel but don't talk about. Right. You know, and that's another issue in particular. You know, This show, we want it to be something that serves both men and women, but one of the bigger issues that I found as I was going through a lot of these things, men in particular, let's be honest, in general, we don't like to talk about too much of our feelings. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's go watch the game and we'll take it from there. But it needs to be discussed. Many of these things need to be discussed. There are so many issues You know, I plan on covering in the course of the show about the good behavior of men and the bad behavior of men and men being able to express themselves and dealing with a lot of the issues of, of why they feel the way they do, but suppressing, I've discovered, no bueno, not a good thing, because it does lead to, if you suppress some deep emotions, what ends up happening? You might be drinking, you may overeat, your behavior may become erratic, and you do things that really are not cool. I mean, that's what gets labeled, and sometimes men try to escape under the guise of, eh, it's a mid-age crisis, middle-age yeah. crisis going on here. That's what I'm hoping in this show we can, we can talk more honestly about it, and be okay with it and be able to help each other in terms of getting out of the hole sometimes that we've dug for ourselves or that the world around us has, has put us in. Middle age, that's the other thing. What is middle age by definition? 
Well, you have statistics, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it said, but I thought, you know, to me, when you hear middle age, that means the halfway point. I'm thinking, my, that would mean the halfway point, right? Right. Okay. okay. Well, middle age is described as 45 to 65, which means we're going to live to 90 to 130. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, we're, we're babies yet. I don't think I have the energy for that. No, uh, but we are middle-aged, and a lot of you probably listening out there are in that middle-aged group. And statistically, there are 41, about 41 million men in the United States and about 43 million women. So, again, men, you've got the pick there. You know, we've got, we've got, two, we've got two million extra to it's look a big, at. big chunk of real estate. But it really is. And, and middle age is no longer out to pasture. You know, a lot of people in middle age, in the generations prior to us, by 55, 60, it was retirement. And then pretty much you were put out to pasture somewhere, and that was it. Well, it's like you and I have talked about both coming from media businesses, radio and television, where the key demo for mm-hmm. sales is 25 to 54. Right. And I remember a few years ago when I turned 55, I was like, <laughs> holy crap. Yeah. I don't count we anymore. Don't, we don't count, which is such BS because the fact of the matter is at 55 and over, you probably have more expendable money out there that sponsors you know, selling that new car, selling that trip, that vacation. Now you can probably afford it. When you're younger than that, you're probably supporting a family. You've got a big mortgage over your head. So to ignore the eyeballs of 55 and over, to me, is, is kind of missing the boat. I don't know. I'm not sure why that's not been readjusted. I don't know. Because to be honest with you, turning 50 was, you know. Dramatic. Was kind of, <laughs> it actually wasn't dramatic. For me, it was. It was I, I was happy with that. But okay. turning 55, because of societal pressure of 25 mm-hmm. to 54 in the demo, mm-hmm. it was like, my God, it really kind of blindsided me. It hits home when that happens. But, you know, again, at this point in life, the other thing, the changes that you're confronted with, and I found some of the feelings the same as what you have as an adolescent when you're 18, 20, 22, 23, that sense of what am I doing? What am I going to be? I'm, I'm all, I'm lost. I'm confused. Well, when you're 50, 55, and suddenly you've lost your job or you're divorced or you lost your, your spouse, and you're lost again, but you don't have the excuse to or, or the, the, the crutch to lean on the luxury, the luxury yeah. right? Of saying, oh, I'm just a kid. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Nobody's going to take, and nobody has the patience when you're 50 something to behave as just a kid, although some of us do. Yeah. It's, and that's kind of scary. And I think a lot of us are there, have been there, are there now, are going there, and don't even realize it. For some reason, there's this tendency the longer you go, without something bad happening to you, you start to almost believe you're, you're invincible. Immune. You're immune. Yeah, you're yeah. immune to this. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, man, where did this come from? And that could exist on any level. I mean, quite frankly, you know, I had the same job for 24 years at exactly. WNBC. And, you know, you sit there and, then, and, 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 and sit across from your boss who tells you, we're not renewing your contract, goodbye. And that's, you're like, what? Wait, what? You know, not to think I didn't think about it happening, but when it really starts to happen, those things, you know, you suddenly don't, you're, you're on your heels. Did they give you a reason why they didn't want to renew you? <laughs> I think, uh, no, I did not get a specific reason. Hey, look, you know, as we said, you know, we've had discussions uh, and you've had to deal with it on the radio side too. You can get a boss that just doesn't like you, you know, and they have every right to do that. We've had this discussion before, and this is the one thing that I've been trying to clear up since the day I was let go. On my final day, there was early July. I was told in early May that they would not be renewing my contract. But they wouldn't let me say goodbye on the air 
unless I pretended that I was retiring, that it was my choice. So if I agreed to saying it was my choice, then I could say goodbye to the viewers who were loyal and wonderful to me for 24 years. But if I wanted to say, hey, it was your choice, guys. Yeah. You got rid of me. Yeah. Then I wasn't allowed to say goodbye. And I, I thought how small that was. That's what really what irked me and disappointed me. a slap me. in the face. It really was. After yeah. 24 years, to me, I could get fired. Hey, that's the business. I have no problem with him making that decision, per se. He, he's the boss. He can make that decision. But how you handle it is what can really determine my feelings about what type of person you are. And I know you had your own issue with that. Well, yeah, and the truth of the matter is, and I won't get into that now, we'll save mm -hmm. it for another Another show. rainy day? Another <laughs> rainy day. But the truth of the matter is we're all dealt some kind of crap along the way, and it really is a question of how we're able to process it, cope with it, rewrite our map, and move on, because we're all going to deal. Nobody is immune to any of this. No, nobody gets away without something happening. It will happen inevitably to you. You're more than likely going to suffer as, a as big we, change or big loss. As my wife says, nobody gets out of here alive. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the fact. Wow. I mean, we piled on, so to speak, with a lot of the negative <laughs> crap there about being middle-aged. But there's got to be some kind of an upside uh, to being in your 40s and 50s. Here's the upside. Yeah? We're alive. Oh, boy. That's great. Always good to start with a pulse. That's, that's a good starting point. And a couple of deep breaths. Let yeah. me tell you a funny story, though, about that. And that's going back to the days when I was working full-time. I walked into the men's room one day. Uh-oh. Wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, wait. no, no. It's, it's a PG-rated show. This isn't going in in weird ways. Okay. All right. And there's Let's an check. older gentleman. And mind you, I work for uh, an actor's union. So this guy was an older gentleman, probably in his 70s or 80s, one of these old actors. And I said, hey, how you doing today? And he said, this is brilliant. I woke up on the right side of the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I like I've that. never really thought about yeah, it that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really funny <laughs> because I always try and find humor in, in macabre situations. But I was at yes. a friend's funeral. At Jewish funerals, everybody mm. grabs a shovel of dirt. I don't know. Have you ever been to a Jewish funeral? Uh can't say that I have. I've done, I sat and uh, did shiva, they call it. I right, guess, right, right. But I never actually went to the true funeral. Well, when you go to the funeral, everybody grabs a shovel of dirt mm -hmm. and throws it on the coffin after it's placed into the ground. Mm -hmm. And all I could think of was my friend Michael, who we were mourning, was lying in that coffin going, Hey, what are Wait, you doing? Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, wow. What are you doing? It's, it's nice to be part of... Burying somebody? I don't know. That's an interesting yeah. symbolic thing, and I mean no disrespect. I mean every no, we all, no, no, every no. every religion has its has its thing. But you know, getting back to that line about the right side of the dirt, and it really points to perspective, and that really is what's most important in moving forward day to day and, and living in the moment. It's perspective, and many times, Lord knows, everybody probably out there, I'm sure, has had some very negative things happen to them, some bad things happen to them in their life, and generally speaking. When something hurts or feels uncomfortable, we obviously perceive that as now negative. It's a bad thing. Right. Bad things. Why do bad things keep happening to me? But there have been books written about it, and hopefully one day we'll, we'll get some of the authors on here because they can articulate it better than I can. But negative things, really, if you alter your perspective, you can turn that into a positive, into something that you grow from. I don't know about throwing dirt in a coffin, but well, <laughs> at that actually, point, it's maybe past no return. You but. know what? There's something therapeutic about that, which I didn't mm. really understand. I always used to hate that when I'd go to a Jewish funeral. But there is something kind of 
the finality and it, it helps you deal with that. And I think scholars would probably have a much better clue as to what that represents than I do. Right. But uh, I always think about it as a collective effort of people who are mourning and everybody takes a stab of dirt and throws it on. And it's maybe it's putting kinda, this person to to rest, to rest. in peace into yeah. a you know yeah. into peaceful eternity. And it's kind of profound, but it really lends new meaning. I to... I prefer when I'm shoveling dirt to do a little gardening myself, <laughs> but that's just me. No, um, but but it lends meaning and yes. credence to waking yeah. up on the right side of the dirt, which yeah. is you know. Right. Well, actually... I mean, the the thing that you know, uh, with with perspective, we always hear a half full, half empty type of a person. Some people are, you know, the glass is half full all the time. Some people are, oh, it's Eeyore, and the glass is half empty. Obviously, the glass is right down the middle. Million dollar question yeah. for you, because I'm going to interrupt you right sure. here. Do you believe in karma? I do, actually. I do tend to lean in that direction. Sometimes, though, I'll just like, no, it's got nothing. nothing. This, this is not going to happen. This person got away with something, and but I like to think that there's karma. By the way, if you hear meowing in the background, you know, this cat has been quiet. This is Chucho, our cat. Hey, Chucho. He's in the studio with us. I don't know if you can hear him. He may be off mic too far, but uh, if you hear meowing in the background. He's not a union member, however. That, that's why I'm, he doesn't have his own mic. Oh. But anyway, going back to uh, what, what were you talking about? So. Karma. No, about karma. I, I and I, I kind of believe that. Do you? I mean, why, why would you ask that? I think so. I think that if you kick somebody in the ass the wrong way, there's no right way. Well, no, there is a right no, way. No, I think there is a right way. Actually, I take that. You've back. never had kids. <laughs> Trust <laughs> <Touché>. me. <laughs> I think karma is there. I really think so. And it's some days hard to hold on to that and believe that bad things happen to good people, mm. but I am a firm believer that if you do good, I, I always used to say you get what you give. Yeah. So if you hold the door for somebody and, or, and smile at them and mm-hmm. say, hey, have a nice day, you're going to get that back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it may not I, be right I, then and there, but... Yeah, I'm more a believer, I think, of, of the energy. You know, if, if you give off energy, and, and we've all, I'm sure, experienced, you know, that there are just certain people, just being in a room with them, there's an energy that comes off of them. It's not even particularly what they say. There's just this feeling. You just want to be around them. They're positive. They, they just put a smile on your face no matter what they do. And then there are others. You walk in the room, you're like, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just people, an energy. They're but, carrying weight. But that positive, that, you know, keeping positive is often in life very difficult. And in particular, you know, this show is about being a middle-aged warrior. When you're in your 40s and 50s, you start to have some negative things happen to you just by nature itself, whether it's uh, an ailing parent, uh, a dying parent, losing spouses, all types of things that could fall into a negative category. So how do you stay positive? And we had a discussion a while back. You said when you were younger, you know, going back to the half full, half empty, your perspective was that most of the time you, your glass was half empty. What yeah. was it? No, it, and it's, it really it took a great deal of introspection to, to really understand that I lived... What I would say is a good portion of my life as a glass half empty kind of guy, meaning that no matter what I got, no matter how much I got, it wasn't enough. I needed more. I wanted more. And Chucho Chucho wants more too. He wants more. You're not union. Get away. (laughs) I'm sorry. But you know, I think that going through my mom's cancer, my wife's cancer, my mom's passing, 9-11, and mm-hmm. this is not in any 
chronological order. But going through all those things makes you sit up, take notice, take stock, and say, you know what, Chris, life is actually okay. Yeah. The best part of uh, realizing that is every morning your eyes open, you look out, the sun is up, you're like, crap, I've got another day. Let's go back to the best part of waking up is vultures in your cup. How (laughs) shitty is your life if that's all you're banking on? Hopefully you got more ahead of you after that, but uh, yeah, indeed. But again... It brings up perspective, and it brings up uh, how we started all of this with that story of that gentleman in the men's room. And what was his line? I woke up on the right side of the dirt. All right. Amen, Amen. to that. Yeah. Amen. That's the fact. So one other thing that we want to talk about, I mean, today, this is kind of the intro. We're just talking about the basis of the show and the baseline of the show. Not sure exactly. I mean, it will grow and change with the ebb and flow of how we see things working out. But we will be incorporating guests into the show, and a particular... Uh, type of guest that that I know piques your interest was on the sports side. Tell us right. Well, about that. and this really goes back to a discussion I had years ago with a close friend and a colleague who's a social worker who since has gotten her PhD in sports psychology. And it had to do with athletes who, like your boss, said, we're not renewing your contract. Mm-hmm. They've gotten their last high five. They've crossed home plate for the last time. And now all of a sudden... Okay, what do I do? And I thought that that was the germ for a great discussion for a men's type show, which has now evolved into middle-aged warriors. But when you're an athlete and you've had everything, and I mean everything, Mm -hmm. done for you for so long, and then you're jettisoned out of the cannon and says, sorry, you're... It's not even that... You're no longer welcome here. It's just we don't have room for you anymore, and we mm-hmm. can't afford you anymore, and you have to fend for yourself. It's a loss like you could not have ever prepared for. Well, because they spend, if you think about it, a professional athlete, most of these guys, they've been playing their sport since they're five years old. It's okay? what they know. This, is all, this defines them almost right. completely. And then suddenly that disappears, that rug's pulled out. Now, this is not to you know get out the, the violin, because most of these athletes now get paid very, very well for their short period of time that they're working. I mean, the generation that we watched, right. you know, the Bud Harrelsons of the world making $45,000 a year as a shortstop for the Mets. <laughs> you know, I remember Tom Seaver. The Mets didn't want to pay Tom Seaver, you know, $200,000 a year. It's ridiculous. No, really. So, I mean, it's changed dramatically in that regard. But we're talking more about how the sense of who you are as a person and that's suddenly being shifted so dramatically as an athlete when you're playing – and now you're not playing. Now who am I? Who are you? Now, there are other stories out there we want to talk about, too. There are plenty of people who've had this middle-aged crisis come their way, had things confront them that they didn't see coming. But guess what? They got knocked down, they got up, dusted themselves off, That's and it. have now moved on to bigger and better things. And those are the stories we really want to promote on this show. Those are the things we want to talk about to hopefully help some of you out there who are dealing with the same stuff that we're dealing with. And I encourage else's. you. And if you are going through it, know that, yes, it seems darkest before the sunrise. So, yes. Yeah. The dawn. The dawn. dawn. Darkest before the dawn. But you're not alone and that this too shall pass. Yeah. Well, there's so much more to talk about, so many more issues to resolve. You know what? We're, it's not easy carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. No, it's, it's not. It's really heavy. But when we get together next time, we'll continue the journey and the battle with more from the Middle Age Warriors. So we'll see you next time. Everybody have a great day out there, and think sunshine always. Yeah, there you go. 
Hey, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, preferably five if you're feeling generous. We're available also on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V, and at Believe Podcast. You can also follow my blog about my travels, my past, and my societal observations for what that's worth. That's at ChrisSaminoWeather.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at ChrisSaminoWeather. I sense a trend to you. On Twitter, it's at Sabino for the number four NY. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.